when you get sick of talking about it, it's just starting to have an impact. Process that. When you get sick of talking about it. All right, my friends, the Ultimate OD Podcast. Very good episode. This episode is building on episode 149. You found your focus. Now it's time to implement it. Let's level up, my friends. I have five easy steps to take your office, take that focus to the next level. We have a little office talk. The sky is falling. Not really, but kind of. Closing thought of the episode, this is the Ultimate OD Podcast. Here we go. All right, friends. Thank you for the likes, subscriptions, people reaching out. I've talked to more of you Ultimate ODs out there in the past two, three weeks than I ever had before. It's awesome. I'm figuring out where you guys are at, what you're doing, the mountains that you're trying to climb. I love it. I'm right there with you. This is amazing. Uh, It's why I created the podcast. It's why we have the Ultimate OD mastermind group that we are forming that we're going to meet sometime in June. It's growing. It's happening. I'm excited. So remember that there's strength in numbers. Iron sharpens iron. Keep reaching out. Keep collaborating. I think that's one of my biggest regrets the first five years of practice. It's one, I didn't have anyone to talk to. And two, I wouldn't have talked to them if I did because, well, I was insecure. I was worried that people would think I was a fraud. It was the imposter syndrome coming out. Guess what? We're all figuring it out. That's the purpose of what we do, what we're trying to create in our brand. So keep it up. Today, we are talking about one of my favorite things in private practice. It's taking the idea and implementing it. Remember in episode 149, that was uh, two weeks ago from this episode, We talked about focus, narrowing it down, being focused. Well, now that you've done that, what are the next steps? What do you do? That's what we're going to talk about. Now, believe it or not, you've done this numerous times. Or if you're just starting, you're going to do this numerous times. Since I've started, it's just when you first do it, it's not as sexy. It's not as fun. It's very mundane. How to answer the phones. How to do a workup. How do you make an appointment? How do you check in glasses? How do you dispense glasses? All these things are your initial focus, and then you optimize them, right? When you first started, if if you haven't started, you're a student right now, you're listening to this, uh, how are you going to make an appointment? What's your protocol for remakes? What's your protocol for going into optical? What lenses are you going to use? All valid questions, all very important, but you might not know because you don't know what you don't know right? They don't teach you that in school. That's fine. You can learn. Talk to your friends. Talk to your colleagues. Reach out to me. I'm here to help out. But if you've been doing it for years, what I found out year one, year two, I was going strong. And then I went to Vision Expo West. It was amazing. Everything that I wanted was optimized already. And I'd go there and make a bunch of changes. Went there again the next year, less changes. By the third year in a row that I went, There was a lot less to optimize, but I got it to where it needed to be. And I'm still always tweaking, making things a little better, always trying to get as much information as possible. That is hard to do when you've been in practice for a while. Now, after you get your base, your foundation figured out, 
the next step is your specialty, your niche, the things that you want to focus on. Now, it doesn't have to be, you know, dry eye, vision therapy, ocular disease, medical optometry. There's a lot of little things. Optical is one of those things that you can do. How to have a better culture. There's so many things that you could talk about, but I want you to know I'm going to give you five steps that optimize this process that you can take and apply to any situation you're trying to implement. When you take that singular focus and you want to take the next step, follow these five steps. So if you followed anything that I've been doing the past you know, six months is I'm starting a dry eye clinic. I have been very excited for it. It's going very well. And I followed this process. Well, in the review of Optometric Business, I get that email every morning. I'm going to have a link in the show notes here, uh, but it was how our practice consistently achieves a 90 plus percent IOR capture rate. And they were writing their experience to get that. They even said in 22, their capture rate was over 100 with second pairs, stuff like that. I, Whatever. That's awesome. Right. And they're selling thousand dollar frames, high end luxury. And I read the article and as I'm reading it, I'm like, absolutely. It's exactly what I did with my dry eye clinic. It's just in a different focus. Right. It's in the optical. And then I kind of backtracked and I thought about when I started my scleral lens practice, when I started my opium management, both of those, I did the same exact thing. Now, it went sclerals, then myopia management, then dry eye. You're going to put things into place. You're going to try to implement them. Not everything's going to go as you plan. You're going to have hiccups along the way. Realize that because I did sclerals, because I did myopia management, my dry eye clinic is that much better. I learned the process. Now, if you listen to episode 149, it's stay the course. Stop switching all the time. You're getting in your own way. That being said, this is where we're at now, and this is what I've done. Took me a while to get here, but you have to find what you enjoy. You also have to find a big pond. I've talked to some of you out there, and you're pursuing niches. You're pursuing an area of focus that interests you. You have to know what your ultimate goal is. Do you want to get just a little bit more revenue? For me, that's why I dabble in sclerals. I dabble in my management. It's there. It's easy pickings, but it's not my passion. I'm not going to build my foundation on that. The pond is also a lot smaller for my practice. Dry eye, the pond is huge. Okay? So when you're trying to implement these little things, if you have a little niche or side thing that interests you, I ask you to consider what is your end game and how big is the pond? Sclerals are amazing. I love the outcome. Great technology, great help. Really small pool that you're fishing from. My opinion management, bigger pond. However, I don't have a heart for it. Well, one, I don't like seeing that age demographic as my primary focus. Dry eye fits my needs. I love what I'm doing there. Now, that brings me to step number one. Define your mission. You need to know what you're going to do and what you want your end game to be. You have to start with the end in mind. What do you want this to look like in three, five, seven, ten years down the road? Where do you want to be? What's the foundation? And from there, you work backwards. Okay? I want to have a dry eye clinic. I want to be a referral center for all of West Michigan. Okay? That's a big goal. How do you do that? Well, I need to establish myself as a 
expert. I need to make sure I know what I'm talking about. I need to build a process to see these patients. Like the questions that you need to ask will come apparent when you know what the end game is. Okay, what's the next step? What do I do here? So define the mission. When I looked at the article that I read, and I use this as another example, because again, I'm very dry eye focused, but when they wanted to build their optical, they weren't getting the capture rate they wanted. They wanted to have a 90 plus percent capture rate. All right. That's the end. Well, that's, that's the metric that they're looking for. Why do they want that? They wanted to be optical focused. They wanted to be the place that everyone went to. All right. So we have that in order to be a place that everyone goes to, to make it make sense, you have to sell the frames. All right. So define your mission, define the focus that you're going to implement. All right, look at 149 episode. Now apply this. Number two, you have to invest in what you're doing. Okay, if you don't have skin in the game, you're not going to put your heart and soul towards this. I bought an IPL. That is not a cheap investment. I was on the fence. I wanted to wait until first quarter this year, but I went for it. End of the year, you know how salesmen are. And truthfully, I wanted to be sold. Okay. However, I said to myself, I buy this. This is too big of an investment to be sitting in the corner gathering dust, like the axial biometer. All right. I, it was part of my master plan for the myopic management clinic, my corneal topographer. I use it, but not as much as I should, right? Because I empirically fit a lot of my sclerals. I don't do a lot of ortho K like I thought. That's 20K of equipment just sitting there, but it's there. Now, multiply that by a couple factors, and then you have an IPL. If I was going to invest this in this, I was going to be the dry eye guy. I was going to talk to my patients about it. I am not going to fail. I had that mindset. I put skin in the game. Okay? I also read everything I possibly could and knew that in order for you to be successful, in order for your patients to buy in, you have to have the things you're recommending, that you're... You know, tea tree foam cleansers, your Avanova hypochlorous acid spray, your masks, brewer masks, derm masks, tranquilized masks, all these masks that you have, you have to have an office. Your artificial teardrops, which ones do you believe in? Which ones do you have an office? What ointments are you using? I have all of that here. And I created a process for my staff to present them, but I invested in the overhead. I invested in the inventory. I'm selling through it like hotcakes. However, I have to re-up. It's always a tough pill to swallow when you sell through your inventory and then you have to buy a bunch more. Like again, this is my expenses. That's my inventory. But my cost, my average sale has increased because I have that there. Also, my dry eye clinic has grown because we are experts in what we do. We're not just saying go get baby shampoo and some rice pack that you made at home. This is a specific mask for this specific reason. This is a specific drop for this specific reason. But invest. In the article that I read, they knew what type of frame lines they wanted to have, what price points they wanted to be in, and they invested in those lines. Okay? They went and bought the frames. Right? That's a huge inventory. That's your overhead cost is going to skyrocket. You buy a bunch of high-end frames. Well, like I said, you know what you want. You invest in it. You have skin in the game, but you, my friends, are only a piece of the puzzle. 
a huge factor in your success is your staff. So step number three, staff buy-in. They have got to believe in what you're doing. We sell what we believe in. If they don't believe in it, they're not going to sell it, period. Now, I try to encourage them with being educated on myopia management, but they saw ortho K, they thought, that's weird. Like my patients, they saw the multifocal, you know, the MySight lenses, and they're like, how is that any different than another contact? They hear atropine drops, and how does that work? It was a lot of education process that they, I, I didn't sell enough that they'd buy in. Also, some of the patients I tried it on didn't have great success. Didn't help my cause. Scleral lenses, they saw it, they believed in it, but again, when it happens so infrequently, it's really hard to get them excited about it. Now, they all were educated, every single one of my staff members at the time I was heavy into it, knew how to do INR, knew the solutions to use, knew how to take care of them. That was a selling point. When someone came to my office, every single person in the office knew the language, knew how to take care of them, could talk about it. So staff buy-in matters. Training. We had trainers come in from uh, Luminous. That's the Opulite, uh, the IPL that I purchased. Uh, tier care. We had them come in and give presentations. I let them do it. All of my staff has had IPL. They've had tier care. They've tried the you know at-home therapies that I recommend. They've bought in. They've invested it. They also helped develop the process. All right. When we were going over, okay, how are we going to present this? I had them come in. We spent an hour, multiple weeks in a row, where we set the protocol. We went over what questions are you going to ask? What tools do you need to present to a patient? And we developed together. Once they bought into it, this is what you said you needed, so you do it, right? It matters. I believe in the IPL because I purchased that thing. They didn't purchase it, right? They have to be educated. They have to be sold. They have to see the results. Same things with the uh, people going to the optical. They had vendors come in and present their frames, look at all the frame lines, and then the staff help pick which frame lines they're going to carry. Well, you picked them. They better move. You heard the story. You're invested in this. Let's go. Right? So define your mission, invest, get staff buy-in, train them, right? Also, you have to have an energy and a passion and excitement for what you're doing. I literally, anytime there's a dry eye lecture or webinar, I'm all over it. Articles, I read about it. Anytime I can talk to a patient about dry eye, I let them know. When I can talk to my staff about a dry eye. Today, I had a patient that had severe my mommy gland dropout so i brought the staff in after the patient was gone obviously hey look at these photos this is what we're talking about this is why we're doing what we're doing went over these are the outcomes that can happen anytime i can share a real world experience and have that patient be in their head i do it i'm excited about it they're excited about it they are invested in the process but it's because that's our culture. That's what we believe in. You have to set the tone. That starts at the top. That starts with you. That starts with me. Number four, don't be cookie cutter. All right? You're going to read a lot of articles 
a lot of information out there, whether it's vision therapy, uh, dry eye, making your optical the best it possibly can be. I don't care what you're trying to implement. Someone's written about it somewhere. Take it with a grain of salt. I'm not saying don't read the articles. Don't listen to what they say. Don't collaborate with your friends. But for example, one of my my mentors, Dr. Martin Carroll Shine Vision Clinic. Amazing office. I'm trying to build that here. I'm way behind. However, I take all of his principles and I make them my own. What works for him does not necessarily work for me. But if you look at the foundation of what I've built, he's laid that. When you read those articles, that's the foundation. But don't be cookie cutter. You have to believe in it. That energy and passion you don't have if you don't truly believe in what you're putting out there. If you are trying to be someone else, they're always going to be better than you because they're authentically themselves. Take what they're doing and make it your own. But don't be afraid to stand out. Whether it's your frame lines, it's your commitment to dry eye, how you talk about it with every patient, your passion for myopia management. What do you believe in? Make it your own. Make it your personal mission to spread the knowledge, spread the information, okay? So we define the mission. We invested in it. Your staff is bought in. You're not cookie cutter. Simplify. You're going to have this in-depth Thought out process. I've talked to you guys. You are very type A. You want to plan out everything. I do too. I get it. But you know what patients don't get? Know what staff doesn't understand? That complex 10-page document you made for your process. Simplify. If it can't fit on one page, it's too complicated. Yes, I know. That makes it very hard. That's why no one does this. That's why everyone will get to a point and say, yeah, I'm just going to go on to the next thing and get through the process and get to the next thing. Simplify. The patients can only comprehend so much. Your staff can only comprehend so much. So what does that also tell you? You can't be implementing multiple things. I want to educate my staff on some myopia management things, on some frame things, on some scleral lens things on some disease things. But you know what? They know enough to get them by. I want their energy, their heart, their soul into dry eye. Into that stuff. They need to know it like the back of their hand. Now, believe it or not, I talk about it incessantly. Incessantly. Like, you have to be annoyed by it. But you know what? They still forget. They are still looking for reminders. When you get sick of talking about it, It's just starting to have an impact. Process that. When you get sick of talking about it, and I can talk about dry eye forever, I'm still not sick of talking about it, but you know what? They still are trying to process. It's a function of everything we do. Every morning meeting, every office meeting, we have a segment devoted to dry eye, right? Now think about that. You want to start a dry eye clinic Are you going to compete with that? You can, but are you going to be authentically the same? Now, the people starting that awesome clinic for uh, optical, awesome optical. I am not as committed as they are. 
I don't know every little story of every frame. Like I'm, I'm revamping my optical. We'll talk about that later uh, in the next few weeks. And I'm going through it because I know it needs to be done. It's a huge part of my business that I can't neglect. My heart's not there. So you know what I'm doing? Having my optical manager learn the ropes, she's going to take it over. She has the same passion I have for dry eye for optical. And that's how we're going to be successful. She's going to go through the same process. What are we investing in? Is she going to get her staff, her team to buy in? Right? Is she going to make sure that she's not cookie cutter? Look at the frame she's picking. And then simplify this for the staff. It works within your practice. It works on your practice. You can apply these five steps. So do me a favor. Send me an email of what your focus is. And then, well, that's number one. Send me an email. I want to know what you're focusing on. What are you going to do in the next one to three years? From there. You can send me the steps. I'd love to hear it, see what you're doing. Love to give feedback. Love to just see it. Or even if you don't send that to me, do it for yourself. What are you going to invest in? How are you going to get the staff to buy in? How are you going to stand out? And what are you going to do to simplify this process? That's what I have. We'll have more for you next week. All right, my friends, a little office talk. So, You want to be a private practice owner, right? They say it'll be fun. You'll have autonomy. You'll get to practice the way you want to practice. Well, sometimes when you're a private practice owner, you walk into your office on a Friday morning and you look up to your ceiling and it is the place that always leaks. But this time it's a little different. It smells like a septic tank got plugged up in human waste is coming into your only exam room. Well, that's an amazing way to start. You look around. Your staff's there. Hey, guys, uh, are we going to pick this up? Are we going to do anything? Nope, that's not really in their job description. Apparently, they're not going to climb on the ladder and get that ceiling tile down. Uh, so yours truly climbs up the ladder, gets it down. Disgusting. Thankfully, the leak was stopped the night before. They didn't think to check in my office. Awesome. Falls on me. I smell like human urine. That's an aroma that you want to interact with patients with. Call my wife. Thankfully, she live, we live six minutes away. Uh, Ash, I'm going to need you to bring me a new dresser now. And she laughs and says, oh, what happened? Bring me the dresser now. Okay. And she just knew... That was the headspace I was in. Came, comes in, and is like, what's going on? Like, eh, another leak. This time was a little uh, more serious. Got everything cleaned up before patients got in. Thankfully, I get in a little early. On Fridays, I work 9 to noon. That's when I'm in the office. Oh, seeing patients. I, I do stay later. I know, I don't have that life. Yeah, I'm going to get it. But, so get the patients in, get the patients out. On the phone with maintenance, they get a cleaning crew to come in. Um, Three o'clock, supposed to come in three o'clock. I'm making YouTube videos. Family Vision Optical, look at my YouTube channel, trying to build it up. I appreciate if you subscribe, give me some uh, street cred there. Trying to be a dry eye expert. That being said, I'm filming videos from 1.30 to 3, so it times out perfectly. You know what they do? Come at 2. 
You know what I can't have in the background when I'm filming videos? A bunch of like cleaners and fans going. So they have to come back. So again, they cleaned what they could, big stuff, but we really need to deodorize that stuff and whatnot. Thankfully, it's not a harsh smell. I was able to get a lot out. But that's just the life I live, right? Every time you go into the office, you know, your roof could be leaking, the internet could be down, your phones could not be working, your scheduler isn't writing onto the schedule or you're not sending out reminders to your patients. Now, I tell you this and it sounds like it might be complaining a bit. And again, I say it with a labor of love. But I can give you that scenario. I can tell you that story. And you know what? I stinking love this profession. I love what I do. I love that I get to see patients. I love that it always on me. Now, it's wearing at times when you're the only one that can do it. But the upside is so stinking sweet. Just the ability to do what we talked about in the rundown here, where you get to find a focus, you get to find your passion, and you get to create that world, that environment, that way to go about things. That's the ultimate rush. Now, I say that and I give you this story to tie it all together that you're going to find your focus, you're going to try to implement it, and then the world will give you curveballs. The private practice aura that we live in is going to give you a leak in the ceiling. One of those things that just seems like I can't get a win. But do not fret. Do not despair because it's not just you. It's me. I'm sharing it with you. I swear if you talk to any of your other colleagues, they're going to have a million stories for you of what patients are doing, of what their staff thinks is a good idea, what their, your staff is doing. You know, your landlords, what they think is a good idea. When they're cleaning the outside power washing in the middle of your workday and you literally can't get patients in your office. I had one of my friends that uh, had a guy go kind of crazy outside his office and they had to call the cops. That's not appealing to patients walking in. Or they had a uh, Dr. Haas, Owasso, shout out to you. They had a cop pull over a car and block the one exit to his parking lot. So patients could not leave. They could not enter. Because the cop was there, they were afraid to jump the curb to get out. And this went on for like an hour, right? You are not alone. These kerfuffles, if you will, happen to each and every one of us. But that's where we unite. That's where we bond. When I can share this with you, I hope you say, oh, the ceiling full of human waste is a little worse than what I had to deal with today. So if you're having a bad day, think of that. Now, again, I was able to overcome. I survived, and we keep on going. But that's what we do. We have so much respect, so much authority, so many opportunities because of what we do. Do not let the ceiling full of life get you down, right? I hope that's slightly humorous for you. I hope you can relate. If you're feeling, you know, kind of frisky in the comments below for the YouTube channel, leave a comment of your favorite private practice moment and just how you dealt with it or what you did or just get it out. I want to hear these things because right now I feel like I might have the worst one.
Got me? Let's go. We'll have more for you next week. time go we're to the closing thought of the episode and today i will leave you with this little nugget was listening to the tim ferris podcast seth godin was on and out of the hour and a half interview this is the nugget i took away and i thought was absolutely paradigm shifting if you will and he's like in the world that you live in Private practice optometry. He wasn't talking about private practice optometry, but honestly, anytime someone's talking about business, I think they're talking to me and really it's about private practice optometry. You're never going to be the quickest and you're never going to be the lowest price. So how are you going to stand out? And he said, what can you do that makes you 10% better than anyone else out there? How can you greet a patient? How can you stand up and have a conversation with a patient or connect that is 10% better than anyone else around? If you consistently make that commitment to just being 10% better and everyone in your office does that, do you know what kind of mountains you will move, what kind of impact you'll have, what kind of business you will build? Because Yeah, you may pay a little more to see me. Yeah, we're not going to be the quickest. But you know what? That 10% cannot be duplicated online. It can't be duplicated at a corporate entity. It can't be duplicated in a giant multi-staff practice. But you get it here. That's why you come to see me. And that just resonated so much with me. I'm having an office meeting with this week. And that specific question is what I'm going to ask my staff. When we're looking to develop our culture, this is a key piece to it. And they need to be aware of it. You need to be aware of it. What can you do to be 10% better? Let me know. Dr. Lily out.